the undisputed era. Cole, Fish, Strong, O'Reilly. They're here at Blackpool. Oh, the era here to prove a point, to make a statement. Welcome back, everybody, to the War Report. No note sap apologies needed here. As you know, my <laughs> name, <laughs> I am your host, Rajani Rawls. I'm always joined by my main man, Cyrus. Cyrus, what is going on? How are you feeling? Uh, uh, you I'm, all, I'm all elite, baby. <laughs> about to say you, I'm all elite. I was excited for the show because, as we teased last week, Cyrus was going to Bash at the Beach. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to Bass at the Beach. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear uh, what your live report was in just a bit. Because, <laughs> I mean, we have a lot to get through in the show. We have some news. Yeah. We got TakeOver Blackpool. A pay-per-view. Uh-huh. We got, of course, Bash at the Beach, ALW Dynamite. And then we got a NXT show that had a huge battle royal which i enjoyed a lot um i don't know if you know particularly uh stands enjoyed it based on what happened but i thought it was pretty dope <laughs> Go. uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how you could see the result of that uh of that battle royale would be like, yeah, I hated this, you know. <laughs> so, uh, I I liked it a lot. Um, there's a lot of things that I liked about a battle royale, just like uh, a lot of the small things. Yeah, you know, a lot of nods. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of small things that I'll probably get. To, uh, I'll say when we uh, actually watch it. I mean, uh, go over it. <laughs> All right, so. Before we get into, like, real news, not to say that this isn't real news, but something happened last night <laughs> around 6.17 p.m., and I think that we would be amiss if we didn't touch on it. So, the A-Guys show, guys did a really good episode talking about Tessa Blanchard and basically the controversy about her basically saying the N-word to a female superstar, and... And spitting at her. And spitting at her. And then the many stories that came out after Chelsea Green and Sienna had did the initial tweets. So, mm-hmm. TNA had a pay-per-view. Uh, this was pretty much a foregone conclusion that she was going to win the title. They had built it. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Impact uh, has a tendency of prolonging things. So... When everybody was watching, I believe, Slammiversary, when she fought Sammy Callahan, who is problematic in his own regions. Uh, everybody. <laughs> they were expecting her to win the title then. She didn't. And then they built up to this whole long thing. So that happened. She won the title. She did this promo saying that everybody makes mistakes. 
basically kind of like throwing fuel to the fire and then she writes this apology that looks like it was written in microsoft word or a microsoft document <laughs> and it's not a notes app so i'll read it real quick for everybody and then we'll talk about it a little bit so tessa wrote over the last week i've been accused of calling a fellow wrestler a racial slur to read this allegation this personally been upsetting to be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. That word is not in my vocabulary. That word is not in my heart. Racism is not in my heart. Yet I know many, I know many people who have to deal with racism in a way that I will never have. Racism is an awful part of American history, and it is equally awful that it is still a part of our society today. While I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism however I can. That's one Tessa Blanchard. Before I give my thoughts, I want Cyrus, go ahead. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I don't even know if I could call it an apology. I think it's very, very oh, not no. committed it, to that. Um, it's a statement. Uh, definitely not an apology. Um, I think it's very clear if you follow me on Twitter or just you could tell by my tone that I don't believe anything that she is saying. Um, when the allegations initially first came out, she said that I didn't do it. I ain't talking about it no more, you know, like straight up like that. Like people are using this to, uh, gain popularity, um, you know, clout, um, you know, she was very dismissal of the whole thing. And I think once she real like, I think once like one of those bookings fell through, like where they like uh, took her off the show for, uh, you know, just like these allegations in general, she was just like, oh, snap, I should probably like, you know, say something. And I just think it's BS. Um, you know, people say that, oh, you know, there's two sides of the story or, you know, I need to see more evidence. I'm just like, what more evidence do you need? <laughs> we got like five people confirming the story. We got the victim going like, you know, describing the situation in detail, you know, uh, wrestlers setting up peace talks between the two, which I ain't setting up no peace talk. Y'all either beat up Tessa for me or, <laughs> you know, there ain't no talking. Um, just like I just think it's I just think it's ridiculous at this point. Uh, Tessa has never like I have never seen her actually like fight against racism before, so I'm just like whatever. Um, but on the A show, I think they go into really more in depth about it uh, about you know stuff that like Joey Ryan said, uh, Moose. Uh, big uh, AEW's Big Swole, uh, Impact's um, Diamante. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I, uh, no, I don't really know her name. You're good. That's not, okay. Um, you know, people that really came to her defense saying, like, you know, like, whatever, shit cap. And I'm just like, oh, um, okay. <laughs> like, I, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it's. Impact is an impact. I I also think like her winning like you know like the title and impact is like whatever because I remember Lucha Underground doing the same thing for Sexy Star when she won uh 
where she I think she cashed in like the gifted of gods championship and like won the main, uh the main title and then she lost it in the next week but like you know it's whatever <laughs> and it turns out they're that they're two uh two bad people not great at all <laughs> I what gets me about the statement is the last sentence while I did not do what was claimed I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight of racism however I can. That seems very aforementioned to me. It it seems like, okay, even though you accused me and I didn't do this, you know, the least I can do is fight racism for you. Like, it's a privilege. Like, it's like, like, it's something that, you know, like... Like, I will be your white savior. Well, yeah, it's, it's... comes off and the tweet that you even referenced from where she kind of shrugged it off when like her and Chelsea were going in, she deleted it. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there is, she obviously kind of realized that it was wrong, you know, uh, impact. I can't really hold them up to any moral standard because if you look at their history, they're kind of (laughs) known for doing this stuff. They put, you know, a, visibly drunk Jeff Hardy fighting in the title match against Sting, you know, like they, and that's, you know, the least that they've done. They've just got thrown off Twitch because of the Rob Van Dam thing, you know, like I, there are many, Uh, of course there are many stories that are about Tessa. Um, I don't know if she's going to, if she may, take this as a learning experience, especially that, you know, white people shouldn't say the N-word, even though it, it, about six people confirmed the story. So, like, there's something to it. But even if this is disputed, there are many stories about her not being as complimentary as the uh, initial tweet that set everything off. Hey, women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen. Because obviously that Mm -hmm. doesn't. Now, I've been complimentary about the past. Okay, I thought it was really cool that Impact was putting the world title on the female wrestler. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. Uh, She was actually wrestling particularly well leading up to that. But, you know what I mean, as a black man, to hear that she said the N-word to a black woman, you know what I mean, a black woman wrestler, that's off-putting. We, you know, like... As progressive as everybody thinks that wrestling is, she, you know what I mean? Uh, I think La, La Negra, I, I'm sorry if I forgot her name, but... She, uh, La, uh, Las Rosa Negra. La, La Rosa Negra was afraid to say something because she thought she was going to get blacklisted because uh, for speaking out about Tessa saying the N-word. And especially yeah. like with stories in Japan... Wrestlers are afraid to get blacklisted, and we could go into a whole thing about like racism in Japan if we could. Uh, but, oh. like, <laughs> but I think uh, I think stardom is you know I applaud them for like oh that happened yeah you can't come over here anymore yeah Tessa's not um, back <laughs> yeah but also I don't think uh, Las Rosas Negra has been back either so. A stardom. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted. I mean, just to get that out of the way since that happened, and I felt like that. Was um. Gonna pop up. 
And ju- just uh, just like a little, uh, you know, just like a little footnote, uh, what was it, Renee Michelle, uh, Dr- uh, Drake Maverick's wife, also, like, came out and, like, you know, talked about a little situation, like, where she had, like, a little altercation with uh, Tessa as well. And, you know, there's, uh, I think, um, Casey from... Uh, what what is it? Uh, Square Circle Sirens, um, a publication that mainly talks about women's wrestling, has been very vocal about like you know Tessa being a you know a bad person for a really long time, and you know it always just like you know just washed away on the TL. Like you know well, nobody I'm, really ever talked about it. Yeah, because like the name, you know what I mean, Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like she she is yeah. like a good wrestler she really is but like at the same time because you're a good wrestler and because you're good at something doesn't mean and because you have a family name that means something um that doesn't mean that you should stick your nose down at everybody like look at charlotte flair charlotte flair kills herself to get people over <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah and you know get people to like her <laughs> like uh you know, when she talked about the Oscar, uh, like going over Oscar, she was just like, hey, "Yo, you, you sure?" <laughs> um, you know, uh, Tesla is a quote unquote good wrestler, um, and you know, people think that's an excuse for her to, you know, I don't care that you did this and that. You know, uh, you're a good wrestler. You know, they're just spoiling on your big day, but what is it like? As like like you said, as progressive as you know, people think wrestling is like people are going to defend their like defend their friend even though they're in the wrong. Uh, no matter what, uh, see Joey Ryan, Moose, uh, whatever the girl name is, Hogan and Gal Kim. Like I just think it's like ridiculous. And then you know she releases a state she releases a statement basically saying that black bitch lying. And everybody's just like, yep, that's it. She she put a, like, you know, there's two sides of the story, but, like, they don't care about, like, the other side at all. Like, they see Tessa's statement and just like, yep, so it didn't happen. Wrestling is, uh, wrestling is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. All right, let's get into some ALW news that recently happened. So... AOW has signed a new multi-year deal with TNT. It's going to keep it on the air for until 2023. With this deal, that means that it, it will launch a new weekly show to go along with Dynamite. Uh, there's still some scarce things. I read that um, maybe that and TNT kind of wanted dark on uh, TNT. Yeah, wanted dark on the network, but uh, ALW pushed back on that and wanted to keep it a web series. Uh, so yeah, they are going to be sticking around for at least four more years. Huh. Uh, I guess I guess we won't see the fall of uh, AEW anytime soon. Um. I think it's wild that uh, you know they they don't want to put Dark on this, uh on a network. I think Dark is doing some really cool stuff. Like uh, 
you know, say uh, I got there earlier. I thought I thought I got to the arena before dark, but I was wrong. Wrestling starts at eight. Who would have thought? Um, they're doing some really cool stuff on uh, on dark, and <laughs> why wouldn't you want to put that on TV? Like that, I, I think is absolutely ridiculous. And I think uh, whatever they plan on doing for their second show. Um, Yikes, because that roster is very thin. Um, God knows. (laughs) So I thought about this a little bit, and a lot of people, like, well, we have, and other people have kind of complained about storylines and how they build it. And I actually don't think that you put Dark on TNT. I think that you put things like being the elite on TNT and having that abridged to being dynamite because being the elite has a lot of storyline stuff and a lot of people miss it. And I got tired of people saying, watch being the elite for this and that. <laughs> so if you want to do something different and you want to kind of have a different flair to your product, which, uh, all Elite Wrestling kind of builds itself as. It builds itself as, like, the counter-programming of what you've already seen. Put that on TNT. TNT is known for drama. I mean, like, they have reruns of, I I guess, like, uh, Law & Order and things like that. So if you want to kind of, like, introduce a little, like, storyline to it, uh, put that on the network. Like, I don't... Being an elite drops at when? Like, noon? Don't, do not ask me. Yeah, like, I think noon on Monday. And if I don't see, like, clips or stuff on it, like, put through, like, wrestling websites, I don't normally see it. You, you know what I mean? They've been having, like, mm-hmm. the Hangman storyline building up to that on being the elite or, like, hints of the Dark Order, and people having, like, Dark Order stuff searched on their phone on being the elite. But, the re- but like, the regular fan who doesn't have time to watch that is not going to see it. So, put it on TNT. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, if you don't have time to watch it on YouTube, I don't think you're going to be watching it on TNT. Well, the, I'm sorry. Well, That's the, just how I... Uh... <laughs> okay, well... Maybe not, but like they're, but the fan that religiously watches AOW every single week, that might, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like that will entice them to get into storylines more. I don't, like you said, with the roster currently constructed as it is, I don't think another hour wrestling show would benefit them. You have to pad out the roster. You can't just have an extension mm-hmm. of dark on the network because then. Why the hell am I watching Dark? I could just watch like an hour on TNT. You know what I mean? So I don't think that you should have just straight wrestling on whatever the mm-hmm. show is for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, and don't make it a nitro. That, that, that's why I think they should just have Dark. Like I, like wh- whatever it is, like whatever is going to be announced, it's going to be something weird. Like I, I just know that for a fact. Don't make it a nitro. Don't uh, people who complain about all, right. all being three hours. I mean, you know, watching three hours of all elite wrestling, where they already kind of already tried to pad out 
uh, dynamite a little bit. So, like, mm-hmm. if they're going to do another wrestling thing, and I don't think this is going to come soon, it'll probably come like a year later. Pat out that roster with good people, good workers, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and get them invested in the show already, and then you can expand. That's just my yeah. Yeah, hopefully the, this like uh, this new AEW show doesn't come in the fall. Hopefully, it like comes at the start of next year. Hopefully, I didn't read the report. Uh, I just heard about the extension. Um, I mean, because you you got to good think, luck. Well, you got to think TNT. They have basketball. You're gonna get killed by that. Um, then you have to worry about football. You know, Monday nights, Sunday nights. You got to consider all of this, you know what I mean? Because TNT's mm-hmm. crowning jewel is basketball. A lot of people watch inside the NBA and like premier basketball stuff, especially in the spring. So, and then you, you also have to consider March Madness because that is across all of Turner Networks. So, you know what I mean? Like, you have to kind of get in where you fit in and figure out strategy and how it's just. You know, to keep up, you don't want to put a show that just kind of like doesn't get ratings and then kind of takes away from Dynamite. You have to come up with a different strategy. Yeah. Uh, good luck to them because, you know, if it's, if it's like being the elite with a high budget, <laughs> I ain't watching, bro. <laughs> so, a lot, you know, the last bit of news here. Uh, Taz signed a multi-year contract with AEW. Um, so I think that they will, I guess with the new show, he could be added there. Uh, I think that he does a phenomenal job on commentary for when I've heard him, because it sounds like, yeah. uh, he really cares about the product. He does his research. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. what kind of, uh, capacity that they're going to use him. I've seen comments where they're like, move Excalibur to dark, get JR off the table, and put him on there. I don't yes, think please. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to go to a four-man. That would be insane. Uh, no. But yeah, like use Taz, Taz's brain in any capacity that you can think. What are your thoughts? I think uh, when when I was there, uh, Taz was there, so that was obviously a surprise to me to see. Uh, I didn't see that he signed uh, signed uh, signed a deal. Um, I think Taz is just going to be uh, dark, uh, like permanent dark commentator, or he'll like fill in when you know, like w- weird weeks when like Tony Schiavone isn't there or anything like that. Um, I agree with everybody else. Like, I, I, I would really love to get uh, Jim Ross off the table. Um, I didn't have to hear his commentary this week, so that was really fun. Um, I, um, Taz is just, like, very enthusiastic about what he's seeing on AEW, and it gen- it kind of makes me excited. Like, you know, uh, he, he, he sounds like he's having a lot of fun, and he, like, cares, and, like, you know, moves that he's obviously, like, probably seen before, like, still wows him, and I think that's really cool, uh, when he commentates women matches is way more tasteful than JR, uh, so, obviously, I'm all for that, but, 
they ain't get they ain't getting rid of Jim Ross. No, I didn't. I don't <laughs> expect them to. Yeah. Uh, I really don't expect them to do that. I think that two people will be on dark, and two people will be, or three people might be on the main show until they figure out what they are actually doing with this new show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. We got a whole lot of NXT to get it to, but I want to get into Dynamite first because I am itching to hear your live oh, okay. report. <laughs> uh, your live report from Bash of the Beach. So we'll talk about you know some stuff in detail because one thing that I okay I'm yes I'm going to be complimentary on Dynamite on I think as a whole I think they did a lot better job at doing con- concurrent threads in the show. There's a lot of stuff to tie okay. together. There's a lot of storylines that, like, ran throughout the show. I'm like, you know what? This makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, they are actually trying mm-hmm. to get you invested. There's a particular yeah. thing that did not, was not, uh, not good. But I want to hear your live report. How was it? Okay. So, um, I, I go into the Watco Center, uh, Cyrus, uh, Cyrus and Bubba Kush goes to uh, indoor AEW wrestling. Um, I go to the Watco Center. Um, there's no elevator, so that sucked. Uh, I I was there for dark, and I saw a really good match between uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Shauna in a tables match, which I think. <laughs> Like, why isn't this feud on the main show? Like, uh, people obviously pop for the tables all the time, so I think it's weird that, you know, it's kind of restricted to Dynamite. Um, like, like you said earlier, as woke and progressive as people try to make wrestling seem, there is a lot of toxicity and sexism going on in the crowd, and particularly in my section. Um I think uh, any chant, uh, any chant that you probably heard on the show probably started in my section because guys wanted to get themselves over, so that kind of stunk. Uh, I hate that. Yeah, it, it, it was it was really bad, and <laughs> it like I really like I could see the empty seats in the crowd, and I was just like, damn. I should just go over there. <laughs> uh, How was the beach atmosphere? Uh, I know a lot of people have talked about, okay, why do Bash at the Beach in January? But it is Miami. So how was yeah. like the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the feng shui of the beach? That <laughs> I, I I did like the set, obviously. I loved, uh, you know, the, the 80s Miami aesthetic with like the blue and the hot pink. Um Everybody was, like, in their, like, shorts and sandals, and I was just like, (laughs) the arena was pretty cold, bro, so I was just like, what are you guys doing? Uh, Cody obviously came out in his Miami Vice kind of swag. Uh, When they did, um, like, if you ever attend or listening show live, they usually do entrances for, um, for announcers. So, uh, Jim Ross looks visibly mad that he's, like, wearing shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> but he keeps his cowboy hat. Um, 
You know, the, 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 you know what the funny thing there's is? There's just like a lot of bittersweets. Uh, go ahead. You know what the funny thing is? Uh, on the broadcast, Tony Schiavone was loving it. Tony Schiavone was... Oh, yeah. Bash at the <laughs> beach, man. Like, he was loving it. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I got to hear uh, just a little bit of commentary, just like uh, during when like the crowd was silent or something, just to like block out the dudes in my section. Um it, like <laughs> I I think like people that like really love women's wrestling like they're <laughs> they're front row and I need to be over there because the, these dudes in my section were being uh just like uh just like one one of the cons from being at a a live event you know people some people are just douchebags um the wrestling like i think uh for the opening match uh everybody was on their feet of course like spot after spot after spot which <laughs> i wasn't going up for because uh if you've seen the baron corbin tweet like i'm just like why don't you uh cover him bro <laughs> uh it, it, it like i can't say i had a bad time but i didn't have like a old like a joyous time uh it was cool um i think well what is it uh that guy justin roberts yeah. the one uh the, your announcer mr john Gian Moxley. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh he does a he does a really good job with crowd engagement just during uh like you know long like slow periods of time uh, that's about it. I think I think that that's like the only things that you really miss when you're uh, when you're not there live. Uh, you get to duck the crowd. Uh, you get to you know see wrestle like uh, I, I like basically you get the fight TV version of it without the commentary. Okay. And I think like uh, fight TV is the very superior way to watch. Would I go to a AEW event again? Uh, probably not alone. Uh, <laughs> I did text. I did text some friends and some, but I already bought the ticket. Uh, so I just uh, I went alone. So next time I'll probably invite like you know, probably like five friends, <laughs> so I could like block people. So I could like kind of like block people out. Uh, yeah, going to a wrestling show alone kind of sucks. So like. Uh, before we get into the show, like two more questions. How did the entrances come off live? Like I know Cody has like this big bombastic entrance every single time, and uh, those entrance themes because some of them seem, some of them are okay, some of them are very generic. Uh, well, I think uh, <laughs> I I hate, I don't like AEW themes. I hate big fan of Hikaru Shida. Hate her theme, hate it. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it's very like generic, like uh, you know, Japanese wrestler, um, which is just like yikes. But um, I'm not a big fan of AEW themes. I think I've pointed out many times. If you listen very closely, Britt Baker's theme is just like an abridged version of Cody's. Uh, I hate MJF's theme. Uh. Cody's theme, though, I thought it was very, like, over the top, especially since it was just a talking segment. Uh, 
just the amount of pyro was like wild. <laughs> and I think I think uh, on the show like only like three people got pyro. Uh, Nyla Rose got pyro on dark. Cody got some pyro, and I think Moxley maybe. I wasn't I, I wasn't too sure. Um, I don't remember. So, but um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the pyro for Cody's thing, since it was very over the top, it made the arena very smoky. Uh, so it was kind of hard to see at some points. <laughs> it, it came off of like that in the broadcast. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of smoke here. Uh, yeah. There's, and there's also, I don't know what happened, but watching at home uh, and the break between uh, basically Pac and Darby Allen, there's a good three minutes of nothing happening until Pac comes out. <laughs> Uh, it, it was just like, oh, I'm like, did they lose? Like, what happened? Uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I was, I didn't, damn. I, I was like confused. I was like, is this match happening? Or are they going to throw it to the back? I don't know. I, 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 de- yeah, I definitely think they went to commercial break. Cause I think the only thing I remembered before the super annoying dude left, finally left my section, um, did you guys see, like, Pac, like, staring at Darby Allen's board? No. And then, okay, so, this, you probably see on uh, the Fight TV version, which is, like, ridiculous. Um, I think when the, the, when the match that, uh, when the match was announced, like, that it was happening next, Pac stares at Darby Allen's board, and then camera cut, and all you hear is a snap. And I was just like, so you guys not gonna, like, film Pac actually breaking it so you just played a generic uh, snap sound and I said that I said that to myself like I muttered it to myself and the dude in my section heard me he was just like yeah that was very stupid and then I never saw him for the rest of the show <laughs> but uh and then our Darby Allen entrance happens and then he's using his skateboard uh so it's like it, that sounds like a glitch of that the was weird like it was like uh, okay. Yeah. Let's they see. they played they they showed Pac like snapping the board and then Darby Allen just has one during his entrance, like whatever. It was literally a wide shot for three minutes for what I saw. <laughs> uh I didn't see, yeah, basically. see any of that. Let's get the bad out first. Because there's like I said, there's some good I thought. The Nightmare Collective versus Hikaru Shida and Chris Stanley. <laughs> I was very into. Hey. I was very into the show. I just want to say that uh, right off the bat, I love the opener. Uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Kind of wishy washy on the Hangman storyline. I'm like, okay, cool. Then the Cody segment was cool, but this first off, Awesome Kong. You know, she tries, but she's also very injured. So Brandy tweeted out, she's like, you know what, I'm going to step up, I'm going to be in this tag match. This match <laughs> killed the momentum, it, it, it's funny because it's in the middle of the show, it killed the momentum of the show. It almost killed the momentum of Hokaru Shida and Chris Statlander. They tried as much as they could. Mel is trying to be like the Haas, but it seems like she's very stiff. And then it doesn't have a very good move set either. She doesn't. She tried to work hard, but she doesn't have a great move set to 
kind of compliment Hikaru and Chris. Brandy is just bad. Brandy is not that great in the ring. It, it, I'm sorry, she isn't. And the crowd does not like yeah. this Nightmare Collective stuff. The, cr- the crowd was very, like, uh, you know, being in the arena, like, the crowd was very silent. Like, some people uh, did try to start a chance or whatever, but, like, I, I saw some footage. Uh, like, uh, I saw a clip of, like, JR kind of, like, you know, just talking smack about, like, the wrestlers in the ring during the match, and I was just like, that's wild. But, like, it, like... It's dead silent on the broadcasting, and it was very much like that for a lot of the match. Uh, Brandy Rhodes, <laughs> I free, I like super appreciate her like stepping up, you know. Yeah. But like, I wish she did it because she was wrestling like <laughs> the only <laughs> the only buttons on her controller is square and the sticks. Like, I I like I think for the whole like match, all she did was like stomp stomp and like probably like a forearm like she was not ready to wrestle that night and she was waiting for that spear spot waiting for that spear spot i think it was the right call for hikaru and chris to win here but the fact that they beat nightmare collective i'm like okay nightmare collective lost (laughs) yeah it's all over baby where did it go from here you know what i mean they already don't have I think the worst thing to have, it's it's bad to have go away heat. To have no heat mm-hmm. at all in your heel faction is death. So, like, I don't know where they go from here. I imagine that they will keep on messing with Chris and maybe messing with Hikaru. But I don't, like, as far as his faction goes, and there are already uh, a lot of cultist factions on ALW already... I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. Um, I I'm I'm shocked that Luther only like ran the interference once, and I was like, uh, you know, during the beginning of the match for her car, she had his entrance, just like, and then like they started jumping Chris. That well, I, I thought that was like super silly, but like, I definitely think Nightmare Collective should have won here just to like get some heat at least. Uh, right now it just seems like the big bad is big bad is finished, and like we don't know when Awesome Kong is gonna be you know ready to go again. So it's just like when does Nightmare Collective get there? You know what I'm uh you know when are they gonna be on top again? Yeah, you know if they, well if they ever really were like that's kind of subjective, but like it it, it was weird. Yeah, it sucks that the person who's the dominant one wasn't able to be in the actual match. Maybe it was booked mm-hmm. differently if Awesome Kong was going to be in it. Uh, I'm not sure, and they, then they called an audible, but I just don't think that this was a good look for them to lose <clears throat> this match because now you're, okay, what do we do? Um, going off that, what I thought was good is the continuing saga of Adam Page, I guess his drinking problem, and tensions with the elite. <laughs> I thought, like you hinted at, um, the four-way with Young Bucks, Santana Ortiz, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and Best Friends, it got the crowd hot. 
as you know, a mm-hmm. pointed out, a lot of spots, a lot of spot things. <laughs> I like the story that it told with Hangman kind of uh, where Kenny and the Young Bucks have this interaction, but they don't fight each other. Hangman try to <clears throat> tag himself in and essentially costing the Young Bucks uh, a shot at the title. It's like stealing the win from him, yeah. more or less. And then, which I don't think Kenny, I don't, which I think like Kenny wouldn't have the heart to do. So I do like you know Hangman taking the initiative and like trying to actually go for the win while uh, Kenny is basically you know these are my friends, so you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, like even that, and even the backstage interaction with Kenny trying to be complimentary mm-hmm. with SCU, and then you know Hangman Page. Uh, assumedly a very like, drunken hangman page came saying, like, man, screw all that. Like, we're going to beat your ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck that shit. I want to win this championship. Like, you know, we're, we're going to beat you. We're, we're going to kick your ass next week. Uh, I don't, like, <laughs> I'm not going to, I do like this energy from hangman page. It's just like, you know, like, you know, screw, screw all the formalities. Like, I want to win. Like, I want some gold. Yeah. Um, going off that Miami Vice Cody, uh, he, I think yeah. Cody's promos are good. You know what I mean? Like he knows how to play to the. This crowd. is a really good promo. He knows how to play to the crowd. He mentions MJF being young, <laughs> and I think being and on the Rosie on the Rosie O'Donnell show, which I didn't know. I had to actually YouTube that, uh, and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this really happened. Uh, and then he's saying, you know, basically he's looking for stardom. He's trying to be an old school heel. Taking a shot, by the way, I think at Jim Cornette, because Jim Cornette uh, sings, Ooh, yeah. sings MJF's praises a lot, to almost to excess. And, uh, he, of course, he accepts all of the uh, stipulations. Thought Cody was great here. Of course, like we've been saying throughout the show, like Cody booking his segments <laughs> and booking as like that old school... Uh, face, it works. Uh, I, yeah, that's basically all I have to say about that. Like, what'd you think? Uh, I think, uh, uh, AEW always playing, like, Cody segments and then, uh, then MJF segments, like, back-to-back is always, like, some really funny stuff. Uh, yeah, do they, do they, like, like they have to walk past these. People. <laughs> like I, I, I don't, I don't see why MJF doesn't like come out and you know like, oh you want to talk that you like you want to talk that smack but like are you accepting the stipulations though, you know like why does he come out and do that and get his little heat and then it will be an easy transition into the next match, uh, will save a lot of time, um, and like you know, last week when like MJF was talking all that stuff, and then uh, Cody uh, Cody just wouldn't come out, and it's just like defend yourself. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, it was a good promo. Uh, I, I was nodding my head. I was just like, you know what? I I did not hate that. I thought I was really well. Um, we're we're finally gonna see Warlow in action. I you know if he does a like. <laughs> If you looking nasty out there, I'm gonna be very tight because I thought uh, I think Warlow kind of has like a good look, so uh, I'm ready to see like uh, how he works. I'm not familiar with any of his like previous work at all, 
Uh, I don't see anybody talking about it. I think he might just be like, you know, like genuinely brand new. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I'll say that. Branching off that, of course, you had MJF the Butcher and Blade versus Diamond Dallas Page, Justin Rhodes, and, Q- and QT Marshall. I am very. I, I want to hear before I give like, we give our kind of overall thoughts. I want to see how this came off in the actual live setting. Rolling my damn eyes. Uh, I I I am popping for no sixty-three year old DDP. I'm sorry. He looks good um, for sixty-three. You have to admit that. Like I was like he. Wow, I didn't even know that he was sixty-three. Yeah, he's sixty-three, and you know, probably looks like forty-eight. Um, that damn DDP yoga man. <laughs> that, that he shit like shamelessly uh, plugging, and I, you you guys probably didn't see it on the broadcast, but like for at least like three minutes, uh, you know how they just do like their backstage shots. Um, it's just DDP doing yoga backstage. And you just, like, hear him breathing into the mic for, like, three minutes. That was very weird. Um, <laughs> um, I thought uh, I thought MJF and Co. were really doing a really good job here. Um, QT Marshall, he did, he, he did his thing. I think he looked better in this showing than he did in the match against, uh, in the match with Butcher and Blade with Cody. Um, Dustin Rose, still cool. I think, uh, I think he needs to let the Canadian Destroyer go. Um. Yes, please stop doing that. Like. Like, oh, like, old dude doing Destroyer? Like. Okay. Like. <laughs> Pete, like, PCO does it. He gets it done to him. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express does it. Yeah, like, uh, it, it, it don't pop me. Um, and I I screamed when uh, DDP uh, did his dive because he looked absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he looked like the uh, he looked like the Nirvana baby jumping off the <laughs> jumping off the rope. I I mean, I think the last match that DDP's had I, I was reading uh, it was two thousand four, and it was actually on Impact. I thought that this match, for what it was, was fun. Um, QT Marshall's uh, somersault tope looked a lot better than it did mm-hmm. where he almost got caught in the ropes. I thought that was fun. I thought that, I mean, it did its job where MJF was going to get the win. Cool. Uh, didn't really think much more than that. Uh, I. It was cool to see Diamond Dallas Page kind of wrestle uh, they definitely limited him, which was actually the right choice. I yeah don't make this a constant thing. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page should be like this should be maybe once in a blue moon thing. And like I don't want to see. Although it was cool to see him here, I don't want to see Diamond Dallas Page wrestle every week. That stay away from that. Uh, yeah. Oh. I I just think you know if you know uh, I think like last January or whenever the hell AEW did their uh, press conferences, they said they wanted to push young talent, and you know I see sixty three year old Diamond Dallas Page, uh, you know very old Dustin, 
and I don't, I'm not sure how old QT Marshall is, and you know, I'm kind of just like, uh, well, like, maybe, uh, you know, could have put somebody younger, like, probably could have had, uh, you know, Joey Janela on the show, but he, he just, like, had a, a promo segment. Well, okay, to, for that, you have to get around, you have to get MJF matches, and Joey Janela mm-hmm. has a program, so you have to, he has to get wins, and Cody and MJF can't touch each other. You still have a little uh, bit month to go until Revolution, so you have yeah. to do little things like, I'm okay with this six man. I'm okay with the six man for now to kind of get off mm-hmm. and kind of advance things because DDP kind of was involved in the storyline. Dustin can still go. So, like, if DDP eats a pen and they take the loss, cool. But yeah, only, that's whatever. But only do it. I only want to see it for this week. <laughs> like, I don't want to see, like, DDP kind of have a singles match. In two weeks, like that's absurd. Yeah, um, like I, I get it. Like you know, you have a long ways to go till uh, Revolution, uh, which is <laughs> that's their mistake. Um, I just think you know, MJF doesn't have to be featured on every show. Cody doesn't have to be featured on every show, and I think you know sometimes nothing is okay, and you know. Putting some different people on the show would probably be, you know, kind of cool. Um, you know, like, nothing is also an option. Just, like, having them, like, it. I think it's very easy to separate MJF and Cody if they're just not on the show every week, you know. Uh, like, like, come on, man. Yeah, but you have to get MJF in the ring, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he can't just <laughs> do that. You have to get Cody and, in the ring because yeah. he's one of their best baby faces that they have. And I don't know if – I mean, I agree with you that you should have more wrestlers featured on Dynamite. But at the same time, like, if you look at, like, their roster, who could you really feature? Like, Jimmy Havoc, I, I can't – I'm not – I don't want to be – this comment to be taken that I'm being down on Jimmy Havoc, but they've only featured him on hardcore matches. You can't mm-hmm. do that every week, especially on Dynamite. You have to find something uh, for him to do. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm I'm not fairly high on Jimmy Havoc. Like, uh, you know, I'm not really a big fan of his indie work, but like, I would like to be a fan. And, you know, he's on this show that I have access to weekly that I can watch, and I don't see Jimmy Havoc, you know. Um, Like, there's probably a small minority, but, like, maybe, like, people that are fans of Jimmy Havoc would actually like to see him on the show. And maybe he can wrestle that's, like, you know, not hardcore matches, same as Joey Janela. You know, I could probably, like, I think uh, the Hybrid 2, they're, like, two great, like, you know, singles competitors, you know, I would take that. But, uh, the, si- the, si- the six-man went, uh, Diamond Dallas Page was okay. Uh, it ended at, like, the result is right. <laughs> uh, I-, I-, I can't say, like, it ended well. Like, I think the, uh, the Canadian Destroyer and, uh, 
I think he got hit in the nuts as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> and MJF was taking all the uh, taking all the offense and still won in the end. So I guess that's okay. To wrap things up here, we had a uh, AOW container of title contender mini tournament throughout the night. Uh, so we had mm-hmm. John Moxley basically. Sammy Guevara is basically the uh, the wrestler. He, he he is the young guy. He he's the young guy that they're featuring, and I think he's like the only one. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, he is the wrestler of the inner circle because it seems like he wrestles there every single week. And mm-hmm. you know, we haven't seen Santa. We didn't see Santana Ortiz until back until this week. Jake Hager has not wrestled yeah. at all yet. Jericho is the champion, so I kind of get that, you know, he why he wouldn't wrestle this week. And plus he was, uh, I guess, in Japan the previous week. Cool. But, I mean, I'm like, Sammy Guevara is literally every single week. Like, I'm like... Yeah, he's their workhorse. He's their workhorse. <laughs> um, John Moxley was taking a lot of... If, I was surprised because he was taking a lot of <laughs> offense from Sammy. He was really trying mm-hmm. to, like, make it his way to, like, get him over, which I'm not really used to seeing from John Moxley. Uh, that was kind of, like, a different wrinkle that I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the finish. He actually didn't finish him with the DDT. He actually did it with the choke. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. What do you think about, first of all, the not only the match, but, like, the segment after he had to get his comeuppance from making the inner circle look dumb. And Mm -hmm. they, and then Jericho spikes him. Like, (laughs) um, well, just on the match, I thought the match was okay. Uh, uh, Moxley and Sammy Guevara did their thing. Um, the segment after I thought, uh, I didn't think I would see Jericho. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, uh, you know when they do lights out, the lights out thing, and you'd be like, oh, where the hell does the wrestler come from? It is wild that, like, from where I was sitting, they turned the lights off, and it seemed like it took forever for everybody to get there. (laughs) But I can see, I can see Jericho, like, I can see Jericho's silhouette, like, running, and the, it, I don't, that shit killed me. <laughs> Could not stop laughing. But, uh, yeah, they, they beat his ass pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> was not, ex- like, literally was not expecting all that. Like, him whipping him, like, with the belt. Like, uh, he was hitting him, like, with the side, uh, the side plates. I thought that was really, uh, really bad. Um, what else happened to him? Uh, they spiked him. And I'm not sure if it came off in the broadcasting, but John Moxley was in there, like, running back and forth for a really long time. And I was just like, please take it backstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it did come off, like, in the broadcast like that. Um, I was, because uh, they had, like, the med- uh, medical staff. They had, like, one dude out there trying to check his eye. And he's, like, running back and forth. And I'm just like, yo, take that, take that shit backstage. Like, <laughs> just, just inspect them backstage. Like, let's get a health update later. <laughs> so, to end the night, we have Pac and Darby Allen. I thought this was really good. I, I 
They need another young guy that they feature, Darby Allen. He takes a lot of losses, which I don't like. I don't like that. I don't think it, and it. I don't think it affects his character or at least his perception on the people. But like, yeah, he does eat a lot of pins. But I didn't think that he was going to beat Pac. I think that both men worked um, really well off each other. I, I remember you mentioning like Darby Allen. Like, is he going to? Does he run the ropes? The right <laughs> Yeah, so I had this theory for a really long time that I don't think, like, Darby Allen probably hit the ropes probably like four times in that match, so, you know, I ate my words, but I think, uh, I saw a match last week, I think, or just like some gifts last week, where, like, usually wrestlers hit the ropes before they do topes outside, and Darby Allen doesn't, he always does that little slide, uh, slide yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, do you not hit the ropes, bro? Like, or or is it just like a personal choice that you're just like, nah, fuck it. I could get like, I could gander up enough speed, you know, uh, from ha- uh, from like half court, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, he hit the ropes, and I was just like, oh shit, I'm surprised, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he either does the slide or the little flip that he does. He he does that. A lot yeah. Of- so and you know, I, I I was just like, damn, bro, like. You know, like, he, he, he does, like, whatever he can to, like, not touch the ropes or a turnbuckle. So, uh, Moxley, of course, like, with one eye, he says, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if he has a, he's going to come and pick, you know, kick Pac's ass next week. So, next week, right, it's going to be on the Jericho Cruise. Uh, live from the <laughs> Mega Tapes, I think. Uh, so you have SCU and Omega uh, Hamman Page, Moxley versus Pac in the number one uh, contenders match, and you also are going to have Jurassic Express versus the Inner Circle, or like Jericho versus yeah, where he says that he's going to beat <clears throat> up Jungle Boy. Yes, the Jericho Cruz. He'll be facing Jungle Boy again. Yeah, so your thoughts on the Jericho um, Cruise and if you'll ever attend. Oh. <laughs> um, so, fun, uh, just a little uh, pull the curtain, I guess. Uh, they are just like, oh, so so you all elite now after I bought my uh, AEW tickets. And they said, uh, you know, uh, well, when are you going to attend the Jericho Cruise? Because it does go to, uh, it does like start in Miami and go into the Bahamas. Uh, I'm not going on no damn Jericho cruise. Ev, like no, <laughs> I'm not going on no damn Jericho cruise unless somebody pays for two tickets so I could bring somebody with me. Cause I ain't going on no damn Mark. I ain't going on no damn Mark tour uh, of the uh, of the sea uh, alone. Uh, so, y'all better uh, y'all better put a, put some money in from y'all tax returns and see what y'all could do next year. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that. We're gonna try. It's y'all gonna be- some monsters. <laughs> so, so we're gonna start this a year early. Uh, everybody who's listening, I'm gonna start to get Cyrus. I'm gonna get Cyrus on the Jericho cruise next year. 
I think it's. I spent yo. Know, it's. I spent a damn dime. So like. <laughs> so if you one dollar short, fuck you. So like, it's only four days. I think. Uh, they have, I think, celebrity bowling and stuff like that. So you can bowl with, like, say, Joey Janela uh, or somebody like that. Gonna start oh, this. Kiss my ass. Gonna start this. I'm gonna actually build a web page for this and see what we can do. We got a year to, before it, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my damnest to try to get this done. Yo, kiss on. I swear to God, if y'all raise enough money, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Uh, <laughs> let's get into NXT because we we have a lot to get into. NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two. What were did you think was the best match, and what do you think was the worst match? I have a feeling uh, we are going to agree. <laughs> On what the worst match was, it, 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 it's, it's, yeah, I think I think it's an unanimous decision on what the worst match is. But uh, I think uh, the best match on the show was um, the women's match. I think I, I love the women's match a lot. Uh, I I you know you spoke the truth of Kaylee Ray. I I said I I believed a little bit. Because, you know, I did, like, her uh, war game showing and her showing uh, last week in the six, uh, in the six women tag. Um, but here, yo, she's a monster, bro. <laughs> uh, she's really fearless. Uh, she's, like, she does some really cool stuff. I think Tony Storm was very healing it up here as well. Or just being, like, uh, like, what is it? Just like, uh, just, like, a weird, like, baby face kind of situation where she's, like, I'm trying to do the right thing, but you know, I uh, I look like a dickhead in the process, or I'm like I'm I'll, I'm willing to do anything to win. Uh, and I think Piper Niven. Now, when Piper Niven did the Canadian Destroyer, I popped because I w- I wasn't expecting that at all from her. Um, I, I I like that match a lot. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying like Tyler Bay and Jordan Devlin, but. Uh, I, I I did tune out for uh, for a little bit of that match, so I can't say it was the best. Personal. My best match. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin. I just think that mm-hmm. it's amazing. That's a that's a quintessential thing where even though a guy loses, both guys get over. These two yeah. amazing wrestlers. Tyler Bay, I mean, what can I say? Uh, it was about, I think, 22 minutes. <laughs> it's... The GOAT, yeah. bro. Like, Tyler Bay, some really, really cool shit. Love that match. Of course, listen, I've been singing Kaylee Ray's praises for a long time now. I'm glad that everybody's coming around. That was another, <laughs> another great match from these three ladies. I'm loving that they're they're playing that Tony is starting to lose it a little bit because she's, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Because Kaylee Ray came and uh, stole the win. Loved it here. The the, the, R, the RNC triple threat finish. Uh, <laughs> somebody does their finisher. Get the hell out the ring. I'm a pin them. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought it was a really cool, uh, cool finish for that. The match. tag team title ladder match, another good match. I don't agree with the winner. Oh, absolutely not, because I think we both predicted that they wouldn't win. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think that Gallus should have retained. 
let's get into our worst match real fast. <laughs> um, the main event. Why did this main event was but why did this have to be twenty eight minutes? Twenty eight minutes. Why do Walter matches always have to go long? I don't get it. Well, yeah, especially when Walter is like you know kind of like this destroyer in uh, NXT UK. Um, I also think like you know not everybody is as high on uh, Joe Coffee as I am. And I think in this match, uh, egg on my face, I feel embarrassed for even saying that I like him as much as I do. Um, This this match is very boring. Uh, I will say, after that ladder match, after the ladder ladder match and like Jordan Devlin uh, and Tyler Bay match, like yo, I'm tired. And I actually fell asleep during Walter and uh, Joe Coffee. I think about like. I think uh, about like eight minutes in, I was done. Oh man, uh, I, I passed, I passed out, and then I I woke up, and now I see a Stone Cold talking on my TV. <laughs> I just think, as a main event, uh, I don't think Joe Coffey's the guy. I just don't think that like that ref bump. Also, why, why, like that that polar. Yeah, I heard there was a. Re- I heard there was a ref bump, and that's kind of like what made me not want to go back and see it because I hate ref bumps. Um, that prolongs the match for far too long. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw gifs of it and stuff, and I think uh, I've seen enough. Like, once again, a a Joe Coffey title match that goes far too long uh, instantly gets overshadowed by a moment that happens once the bell rings. Um, which was literally, like, the start, like, what really fueled this feud. Like, uh, Joe Coffey has a match with Pete Dunne, gets his ass beat, Walter comes out. People forget that Joe Coffey even existed after that. Well, he got, and well, then he got now, kicked. He got kicked out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got he got bitched out by Walter on his, uh, on his debut. And then, you know, he finally gets his revenge on Walter for that happening. He loses, and then instantly, you know, he's forgotten because uh, Undisputed Era showed up to uh, set up their, set up uh, kind of like the match for um, Worlds Collide. Hey, I, I predict, I, you know, I predicted that. I was like, you know, what if mm-hmm. Undisputed Era showed up? And you know what? They did. And some people were upset. Fired. They beat the dog shit out of Walter, bro. <laughs> and some people were upset that, like, they got their comeuppance on Imperium, on NXT UK, and they said that they looked weak. I'm like, well, how How would you build Worlds Collide then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, like, oh, just, like, just, ha- just have them talk it out? Oh, okay. Who's, like... Come on, guys. Who's to say that, you know, Imperium d- don't show up to NXT this week and beat the hell out of Undisputed Era? They could very well do that. Yeah. Uh... uh... Like, uh, I, I think they said, like, oh, way to, like, you know, make NXT UK look weak by, like, Walter getting beat up by, like, some Americans. And I was just like, all right, bro, this is getting real, like, national. Like, <laughs> it ain't that serious. Like, they have a match at Worlds Collide, and they're trying to build it, and this is how they do so. Also, it was a very big moment that shocked everybody, and, you know, it was cool. And, you know, 
Walter this week on NXT, like they did the preview, uh, like the update, and Walter was just like, "Ayo, AEW." I mean, uh, not AEW, Undisputed Era. <laughs> Y'all lose, and you know, uh, they 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 gave, uh, you know, Walter was fucking pissed, and I think uh, that that he uh, that heats it up. <laughs> so going off of that, let's talk about the main uh, let's, main NXT show. Oh, I hate to say main NXT show because this is like we're putting down UK, but like, <laughs> but like. No, that is absolutely the case. But. <laughs> so, the Dusty Classic matches. Uh, we, of course, we had Riddle and Dunn, the bro, the bros are weights, versus Flash Gordon, Webster, Mark Andrews, South, uh, Subculture. I like this match. Mm-hmm. It's a dynamic with two small guys and two larger guys. It worked very well for me. I did not think that Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews were going to win. I mean, you don't put Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne together to have them lose. It's just not going to happen. The crowd loved it. I thought it was a really good opener. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that match? Um, <laughs> that shit heat. <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of these uh, Dusty classic matches are, like, really good. Um I think if you like if you're not watching NXT UK, I think like the performance that uh Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews put together like you should be watching at least, you know, like or just like you at least like have an interest or like take a peek at uh, a certain point in time. Like they're doing some really good uh they have some really good wrestlers on NXT UK and I know a lot of people aren't uh a large fan of British wrestling, so they kind of just, like, dismiss it, but, like, you know, just look, <laughs> just just look at this match, like, they're doing this on NXT UK, and I definitely think you should be checking these dudes out. You also had the Grizzled Young Veterans versus the Time Splitters, uh, I know a lot of people were upset, were sad that the Time Splitters were lost here, <laughs> but you weren't gonna have, you were gonna have, always have two uh, NXT UK tag teams move on. Like you don't want to make them look. Weird. Yeah, like one, one, one of like not all of the NXT UK teams could have got knocked out of the tournament. You know, I've been uh, another team. I've been kind of singing the praises of like Grizzled Young Veterans. I'm glad that they won here, and I do not think, uh, even though Al Shelley does have some ROH dates, he's not signed there. I don't think this is the last time we're going to see oh. the Time Splitters. I think that they will be back. That's a, that no, that's kind of that's wild. He he got some ROH days and I mean uh, they did uh, they did the Jushin Thunder Liger thing, but no, that's uh, that's fire that uh, they got him, yeah, he, even though he didn't like sign. Yeah, he's like a well, he's a freelancer, so like he kind of goes back and forth. I don't mm-hmm. think this is the last time we're going to see them. I think that they will come back. That's right. Down the line, I'm all for it, man. It was good to see them back together, and I don't want, yeah, I I want them to back, and I don't want Kushida to kind of get buried either, you know. So, like, if you like people that are like, you know, people that are you know overreacting over this, like, you know, maybe uh, he didn't sign, so you know, uh, it is what it is. Um, I do like uh. I do like the reunion, and they could obviously come back whenever. So, 
It's fine. Also, like, I want to see Kushida as a singles competitor, you know? I want to see him win uh, some singles titles. So, Swerve Scott versus Tyler Breeze versus Leo Rush. This is to enter the Fatal 4-Way match for the Cruiserweight title at Worlds Collide. Another really good match. Okay, so I think the main stars in this is Swerve and Leo. Tyler Breeze is obviously, he's not as let's just say as mobile as Swerve and Leo, but he tries to kind of mm-hmm. do more of the power stuff, but Swerve and yeah, Leo... He, he, uh, he, yeah, uh, Tyler Bay, I mean, <laughs> Tyler Breeze is really uh, anchoring them down, and I think that's fine if you can't, like, you know, if you can't keep up, you might as well try to slow everybody down, and I think, you know, that's a good strategy. I don't think that's a knock on uh, Tyler Breeze at all. No, I, I think that he serves his purpose and he's still you know a really good wrestler that anchored this here i'm excited that swerve won i I, oh yeah yeah, like i leo lost okay cool but you could always heat leo up he's he's talented i would love to see him Mm -hmm. on the mic more uh, but, like, I, I want to see Swerve kind of in that spotlight, and you'll get to see it at Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide is... Looking insane. You you remember what, you, you remember when they were trying to get us excited for Worlds Collide with Travis Bank matches? Like, what the, what the hell? Well, Travis Banks has a qualifying match. Oh, what? That's fine, but whatever, bro. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Worlds Collide, uh, a concurrent theme that was running throughout NXT was Undisputed Era. Uh, Keith Lee, who cut a great promo, who's fighting Roderick Strong next week, he gets beat up by Undisputed Era. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa gets attacked by Undisputed Era, where Johnny Gargano <laughs> comes out and helps, and it looks like DIY are back together. Why? Because they are fighting Mustache Mountain at Worlds Collide. Holy shit. And people... I see some people are upset about this. I'm just like, hey, bro. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> like, this this match is like, going to be heat, bro. Like, I'm... Like, I ain't going to be mad. Uh, I'm not going to be mad that, uh, you know, they're literally putting on a dream match. For Worlds Collide. Yeah, you gotta understand that, like, NXT has to book Worlds Collide, and they also have to build up to Portland. Finn already has his uh, hands full, because he's fighting Ilya Dragunov at Worlds Collide, too. That was Mm -hmm. another match that was kind of announced during this thing. So why not have DIY go against Mustache Mountain? Trent and Tyler are gonna work their asses off against... Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. How do you not want that? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why like, you're complaining about it. Like, I get it. Like, you know, oh, they they already said that Mustache Mountain was going to be like, you know, I mean, uh, uh, DIY wasn't going to be together anymore. So, you know, why are they doing it now? Like, for worse collide, dickhead. Like, pay attention. Um. Uh, it, it's not like, you know, they're going to go back on NXT and be DIY again. They're going to go back into their individual singles feuds. So, it is what it is. So, to wrap everything up, 
We had an NXT Women's Championship number one contender battle royal. All heat. All heat. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I just want to say some of the notables real quick. Um, so you had T, a uh, returning Tegan Knox. You had Deanna Perrazzo in there also. You had mm-hmm. sign and congratulations to her, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Go. Indy Hartwell was also in there. Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> Catalina. Uh, also a new wrestler, mm-hmm. MJ Jenkins. Uh, there, too. No, uh, she was in a Young Classic. So, uh... She was there, too. Uh, Santana Garrett, Caden mm-hmm. Carter. But... To everybody's surprise and much chagrin, Shayna Baszler. Woo! <laughs> Queen of Spades, baby. Yo. <laughs> I I already read this like, you know, it was all it was already spoiled for me that Shayna was gonna be in the match. But like the directing <laughs> every like everybody's getting ready, thinking the bell go ring. Horses <laughs> you know what it is, bitch. <laughs> Shayna came out with a towel. Haha, I'm in this bitch. <laughs> I love this so much. Uh, oh, she didn't disappoint um, because she eliminated mm-hmm. a lot of people. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, not, not the oh, Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, yeah, Sh- Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Casey Catanzaro came back too. That was pretty cool to see her back. Uh, I love the interaction that Mercedes and Shayna had. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tegan and Dakota oh, continuing their feud, even though I'm like, Jesus, like, uh, Dakota threw that brace into her face pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, dead in her face, like, damn. I love, uh, I love this, uh, I love this, uh, Battle Royale a lot. Bianca looked um, really strong, too. Uh, she looked really strong. Yeah. Crowd was squarely behind Io Shirai, very behind. Oh Io yeah, Shirai. they they wanted her to win so bad. So like, whenever they need to, uh, yeah, make her a number one contender, and then like, e- like easy work, you know. Uh, the the NXT women division is stacked here, and you could clearly see that from like all the women that are in this match. Like, um, <laughs> like the little things that I love is that like. They have all these people here who are like super new. They, you know, they don't have all the, uh, you know, they don't have much TV time under their belt. But like, they're in this battle royale and they're lasting for a very long time. You know, they weren't just bodies to like easily be thrown out. Like, uh, you know, you have Shafi Blackheart eliminating uh, Shayna Baszler, which was like huge. So I love that. God knows what's going to happen there. Like, is Shana's going to, you know, start doing feud. Like, a Shana, like what does a non-title Shana feud look like? <laughs> okay, so... You know, like... The uh, like, Royal Rumble's almost here. Shana's going to be in that, right? <laughs> like, hey, man. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know all of us are all very, like, man... Bianca, Shayna, blah blah blah. Like, yo, they need to they need to leave already. Like, yo, Triple A's, let them go. And then you know, I see moments like you know, like this battle royale. And I'm just like, 
you know, I think they're straight here, you know. Uh, I'm excited to see whatever Shayna does, uh, out, you know. That's non-title, you know. Is she going to, like, start putting people over? Or, you know, is she going to, like, just be dominant again and just, you know, eventually just leave before her, de- uh, you know, be dominant before her departure? Uh, I'm, like, us uh, getting a Shotzi Blackheart match versus uh, Shayna Baszler at TakeOver Portland. Like, sign me the hell up. Like, I, that might not be, like, the, the, uh, the route, but... Shit, I want to see it. Like, I'm I'm excited for whatever Shayna does. I I, I like Shayna Baszler a lot. Um, the crowd loved that uh, Shotzi thing too. Like when she did the oh oh oh, like they were like Shotzi. I was like, yeah. I'm like that's how you get a new wrestler over. That's how you do it. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt Shayna because she's eventually going to leave. You know what I mean? And she's Shayna Baszler. She looked abnormally strong yeah. in the Battle Royal, but I think the final two. Bianca and Io. <laughs> I absolutely love when, you know, these, like, kind of matches, you know, there's only two people left, so it just becomes all that, like, it just becomes like a singles match. And, man, if we, if we ever get uh, Bianca Io, just like, you know, uh, like a, a, a singles match, like... <laughs> This women's division is really good. It really is, and they make really good use of every the base of everybody. Uh, Bianca is your number one contender. She's going to fight Rhea in Portland. I don't think that she's going to win. I think that Io is going to fight uh, Rhea. That's your mania feud because she's so <clears throat> over. But I and I think that Bianca. No. While, while hey. I hate her. Okay, so while I hate that she could possibly lose again here, um, move her up. Well, I, I hate to say, or <laughs> move her laterally to Raw, please. Yeah, she's done all she can. She looked great in this battle royal. Raw needs a very charismatic heel wrestler to go against Becky. Please. I well to go against a, to go against uh, Charlotte because I I'm not trying to see Sarah Logan uh, again on my like on my TV ever I'm sorry um not nah, like uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna chill out on saying uh, on you know call these people up because I think uh, NXT is doing some really interesting stuff with a lot of people here so. Um, I'm turning my back on the Shayna needs to be called up. Uh, <laughs> I think she's. Uh, I think she's great on NXT. Uh, what else? I don't. I don't know. Just like NXT just has like a lot of like stuff that I'm like. Just the women's division like makes me excited for a lot of stuff. Like you know, Indy Hartwell being like you know having her TV debut here. Um, Shawsi Blackheart being featured regularly. Uh, Zia, Zia Lee being around the uh, the Tegan Knox and it, it's just like a lot of stuff. I lo- I love this women's division a lot. And um, <laughs> when Bianca eliminated uh, Io, that was a, that was a hard landing. <laughs> yeah, like it uh, did, Io flew. She flew. <laughs> it didn't look like she had a chance to kind of like 
hit her feet real fast. <laughs> where it looked like when well, like the ref tapped on her, she was legit surprised. Like because she hit so hard. <laughs> that she's not dead. Yeah. Like Eo takes a lot of hard uh, uh Yeah. She, there, there, like, I don't think there was any way to really protect herself. She just had to take the bump as it was, just like flat on her back, like a monster. Yeah, I'm like, Ooh. but you know, Stardom alumni, bro. <laughs> that that back bump was probably like a stub in her toe. Yeah. So, any final thoughts that you have on NXT uh, Dynamite, your adventure, anything before we sign off? Uh. Uh, screw the Watco Center for not letting me use their elevator. Um, AEW, uh, like, I thought it was cool. Like like you said, like, there's a lot of reoccurring storylines that they're, like, really putting together, and I think that, uh, that's really cool. Love it. Um, you know, just some continuity. That's really cool to have. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that, like, that only gets shown on Fight TV needs to stop. Because I, you know, they're still like, you know, winning the ratings war. But like, you know, you you met like people are missing a lot of stuff, and I think that's kind of messed up that they're like missing stuff on the show. Not everybody's going to cop fight TV, especially if they like pay for a cable subscription. So I think they should be prioritizing TV. Uh, if uh, next week on Dark, Shauna and uh, Nyla Rose are having a tables match. And whatever, you know, there's a little, there, it, it's kind of sloppy, like, there's, like, some botches, uh, some slips, and stuff like that, but, like, it's a really good match. I love Shauna a lot. <laughs> uh, and as far as NXT UK, I will still be checking it out regularly. Um, it was said on the A-Show, like, th- whenever there's a pay-per-view... There's always just, like, a really long video package or just something that sums it all up. So, like, you don't really have to watch week to week. So, uh, <laughs> that's the plan, baby. <laughs> I'm just only going to watch, uh, like, what is it? Like, it's called, like, Prime Target. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it this week because you got to build to Worlds Collide. So, you might have some. Oh, yeah. Black- uh, I'm sure that's going to be, like, a, an I think that's going to be an NXT UK takeover, like exclusive, like the uh, the Prime Target stuff. Like, I think that stuff is great. Uh, definitely keep it keep it up. Uh, I'm excited for Worlds Collide. Uh, can't wait for that. I love the NXT Women's Division. Like, I can't talk about it enough. I'm excited for literally anything and everything that could possibly happen, except uh, the Chelsea Green stuff. Uh, not with it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, and I think it's weird that you know they they put the the, the video package together on the w, uh, WWE PC YouTube channel, where like they're super excited to be on Raw together, and Donna gets featured once, uh, Chelsea Green is featured on main event twice, and then set back to NXT. They're bo- they both get set back to NXT, and then they're separated. Well, I mean, I'm- like, whoa, whoa. what the hell? <laughs> still got to figure that out. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I've been on record to say that Deanna's really. I, I think that she's a really yeah. talented wrestler. I think she's great. Uh, Chelsea. I mean, she's 
I think I think she's okay. Not as great. But I mean, we'll see what happens with the Robert Stone uh, thing stuff. Um, next week we got Lee versus Strong for the uh, North American title, and we had two Dusty Classic semifinals. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, on ALW we got the Jericho Cruise and whatever goes down there. Uh, of course, you know we had number one contenders match. Not really sure what they're going to have for the women because they haven't announced anything yet, but I'm sure they will. Uh, and of course, <laughs> for our show, we're, it's going to be we got another uh, event. We got our Worlds Collide preview show because we got to do our uh, predictions because it's next oh, Saturday. Yeah. And next Saturday, what am I doing Saturday? I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> So that is it for the War Report this week. As always, you could follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. Any, it literally anywhere, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, of course, we have a new episode of RSBN. Got a new episode of the Big Eye Podcast. We also have... Uh, no, we also have a uh, first episode of the black variant with X and Van Ridd, uh, really good, uh, po- comic podcast. And they talk about like the Joker and the Academy Awards run and new mutants, birds of prey. That's pretty dope. Of course we have the a show, uh, a new perfect play podcast. We have a new chatter with Nelson. He talks to Chris Toro. What are you? Okay. So for spot callers, of course, you're going to bring that back. Uh, do you have anything? Uh, uh, January yet? We we will be uh, we will be recording next week, and I think the episode will be going up when uh, I think the same day as Worlds Collide. I I hope, <laughs> or uh, there'll be an episode in two weeks from now. Um, I I threw I threw a show up there. Um, I, I threw a show in the air, and to uh, to no surprise, uh, all I get a text back is "ew" from J Five. So uh, <laughs> we we'll see what uh, we'll see what's being watched. But I'm I'm trying to make sure it's not an ROA show. <laughs> uh, and also, we have a new uh, Mount Silver episode of the Mount Silver podcast too. So. Yes, got it. Game Freak is a liar. They could they could have put way more Pokemon in the game, but they said no to so they could sell it back to you. <laughs> Nintendo and Game Freak are scum. <laughs> Stop buying switches. <laughs> yep, that is <laughs> that is it for us, and uh, we will talk to you next week.